0: very first humans were created by God to enjoy the presence of God. They enjoyed vibrant immortality as they lived at the center of God's life-giving garden. God created the man and the woman and was intimately involved in their lives. He put his breath into their nostrils. He provided them with human companionship. He gave them a home and a job to do. He communicated with them directly and he walked with them in the cool of the day. The psalmist says, in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Well, Adam and Eve lived in the very presence of God. Their joy was full, and they knew great pleasure. the woman might have enjoyed the presence of God forever, if not for the occurrence of an earth-shattering event. You know the story. Eve was deceived into eating from the forbidden tree, and Adam followed suit in direct defiance of God's command. The result was just as God had warned. Sin entered the world, and death followed on its heels. God's angel blocked access to the Garden of Eden. Adam and his wife were cut off from eternal life, from direct access to God, and from the fullness of joy that they had known. For the first time, creation was hostile, and God was distant. Throughout the centuries, many people would encounter the presence of God, Sometimes they would hear his voice directly. Other times they would see something, a bright cloud-like phenomenon, a burning bush, a pillar of fire, or a mighty wind. Whenever they witnessed the presence of God, they experienced terror, awe, and humility. When the prophet Isaiah got a glimpse of the throne room of God, he said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When the children of Israel saw God's presence at Mount Sinai, they trembled. There were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled, and Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him in thunder. The presence of God was beautiful and terrifying and humbling and unapproachable. How could sinful people ever approach the presence of a holy God?
1: Uh, The first reading uh, said that we were created for the presence of God, to enjoy the presence of God. The second reading talked about how we have been estranged from the presence of God. That is, separated from the presence of God because of sin in the world. And the third reading talked about uh, how throughout the Old Testament and throughout history, people had encounters with the presence of God. And those encounters were not uh, just warm, fuzzy feelings They were terrifying and humbling. And yet, in Isaiah's case, uh, they were deeply convicting and directing and transformative for the rest of his life. Uh, We have three more things we want to say about the presence of God. Uh, The first thing is the incarnation of the presence of God. Incarnation means the enfleshing of the presence of God. About 750 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah wrote, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word that means God with us, the presence of God with us. This was the earnest desire of God's people all through the centuries. They waited for a day when God would be with them. And finally, the angel says to Mary, or rather says of Mary, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, uh, Yahweh saves. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Jesus was that baby that God had promised. Jesus was God with us. The presence of God with us. When we think about uh, our relationship to God, we think about dying and going to heaven someday. When the Jews thought about their relationship to God, their earnest desire was that God would someday be with them. That he would fix this world and that he would descend and and be with them, not that they would go off to be with him. And that's precisely what happened on that first Christmas morning. In fact, uh, John, the beloved disciple, says this, and the word... He's speaking about Jesus and the word became flesh and he lived among us. Literally, he pitched his tent among us. He camped right here with us. For from his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God The only God who is at the Father's side, he has revealed him. Simply put, Jesus brought the presence of God to man. In fact, the first thing the angel said to Mary was, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. When that old man Simeon took up the baby in his arms, you remember that part of the story in the temple? He'd been waiting his whole life for the consolation of Israel, for the Messiah to arrive. And when Mary and Joseph brought baby Jesus on the eighth day of his life, Simeon took him and held him and made this prophecy over him. He said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Simeon recognized that baby was God's presence among all people. See, the God who created the world took on flesh and then stepped into that world to be the presence of God in that world. But that's not where it stops. Uh, The next thing we have to think about is access to the presence of God. Access to the presence of God. As I get older, it seems like the time between uh, Christmas and Easter gets faster and faster. Uh, It's about 14 weeks, but it moves because Easter moves, you know. Uh, But in Jesus' life, the time between the first Christmas and the first Easter was his entire life. You see, when he came uh, to lay in a manger on that first Christmas morning, we all recognized that that wasn't his final destination. That was the beginning. He came that he might die. He was on a mission, not just to bring the presence of God to men, but to bring men into the presence of God. And to do that, he had to undo what had been lost back there in the Garden of Eden. And he did. He came to suffer the consequences of humanity's sin. He came to die for us. And that's what he did. He died. And he suffered the consequences for the sins of all humanity. And he rose victorious on the third day, having achieved the forgiveness for the sins of the world. But the forgiveness for the sins of the world isn't the only thing that he achieved. He also bought us access into the presence of God. Romans chapter five, verses one and two says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified means we've been made right with God. And that only happens by faith. Therefore, since we've been made right with God by faith, we have peace with God. Peace isn't just a a nice feeling. Peace means the war is over between God and humanity. There's no more hostility between us and him if by faith we've been justified. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, through him we also have obtained access into the grace of God. Access by faith into the grace in which we stand. We have access to the presence of God. The author of Hebrews says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne room of grace. Because of Jesus and because he came, you have access to the very presence of God. And the final thing we need to know is that we will spend eternity in the presence of God. Eternity in the presence of God. That's your destiny. In fact, the Bible concludes with with this image. In the second to the last chapter of the Bible in the book of Revelation, we read a story about the presence of God colliding with the world. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city... The new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, listen to this, saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Those Jews were right in their expectation and their hope. Not that we would someday go off to heaven, but that in our final state, the dwelling place of God would come to us. And he would make his home among us. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. That's that's why Jesus came. To bring the presence of God to the presence of man. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. See, Christmas is indeed a special time, and many of us are prepared for a pretty joyous week that's coming up. In fact, as soon as we're done here, the car's packed, and my familys we're getting in the car and driving to Oregon. We're going to try to beat the snow. And there will be pies, and there will be presents, and there will be special things as we celebrate the birth of our Lord. Christmas can also be a hard time though. For some of you, perhaps because you remember better times and loved ones that have passed and perhaps because your life is hard this year. But remember that the joy of Christmas is not tied to your circumstances this year. The joy of Christmas is not tied to your circumstances this year. It's not tied to how nice your tree is decorated or how well this service comes off or uh, what nice presents you get or give or how your health is or who you spend it with. Although Hallmark will tell you that's what it's about. (laughs) Christmas is... Firmly tied to an event in the past And an event in the future Christmas is firmly tied To that day in the past When God himself Took on flesh And came down And presented himself to humankind In physical form And the presence of God Was with man And Christmas is firmly tied To a day in the future When because of that day The presence of God will descend and will envelop the presence of man and we will always be with the Lord. And in the meantime, both of those days impact this day because we live with that faith that Jesus came on that first Christmas to suffer and die, so that we could always be in the presence of God. We would always have access to His grace, and we could always approach Him by faith. So, brothers and sisters, rejoice in this truth.